Welcome to the Successfully Unemployed Show. My name is Dustin Heiner, and I'm here to help you learn how to quit that J-O-B, that just overbroke job, by every means possible. Now today, I'm bringing on a fantastic investor who is actually going to help us learn how to invest in real estate with little to no money down. In fact, he is teaching us how to do subject two. Subject two, basically you're getting a property subject to the original mortgage and not paying any money out of your own pocket. It is fantastic. You need to listen to this episode and learn how to buy properties with no money down. All right, let's start the show. Welcome to the Successfully Unemployed Show, the place where ordinary people become extraordinary by finding the path to financial freedom through entrepreneurship, side hustles, and passive income. We've already blazed the path, showing you how to retire early and have financial independence so you will never work for someone else again. And now, here's your host, Dustin Heiner. Hey, what's going on, guys? Super pumped to have you here with me on the Successfully Unemployed Show. Now, today is Valentine's Day. The day that I'm actually recording is Valentine's Day, releasing this episode tomorrow. And as I'm thinking about this, I'm realizing that I really don't like Valentine's Day. I'm just realizing how much money goes out of your pocket to... I don't know, just for things or whatever it might be. And even though my wife, you know, she would much rather ha be happy if we did celebrate Valentine's Day, but I don't. And I, re I think the reason why I don't is because any money that goes to something else. Now, don't get me wrong. I love lavishing my wife. We go, like we have dance classes. We do lots of fun stuff together. We're in fact, literally skiing right now. We're, at, we're literally in the uh, mountain skiing up in Arizona. And yes, Arizona does have snow where you can ski. But I realized as I was quitting my job that you know I was working a regular just overbroke job and on this at the same time as I'm doing that I'm saving every penny I'm working hard I'm building businesses I'm doing side hustles I'm doing everything that I can to save money to buy more real estate and build my businesses because every penny that did not go to the next piece of real estate made it that much longer for me to be able to quit my job so if I save money that helped me to quit my job because I bought more properties or I built my business bigger. So that's what you guys want to do. I just want to give you that, just that thought that foregoing something nice now so that you can buy it in the future because you've quit your job, because you've, it's called delayed gratification. I love that term. You're basically putting off something really good for future that's going to be even better. Because, you know, if you go out to a dinner, it's going to cost, I don't know, 150 or Inflation right now is just stupid crazy. It's probably like 10% right now. But if you go out to dinner, it's going to be 100 bucks. You take you and your spouse or somebody else out to dinner, and not to mention like jewelry and all that sort of stuff. Well, how much money is that taken away from your business? How much money is that taken away from buying that next property? So that's what I'm trying to encourage you is to realize that, man, save your money. Forego those things, but have delayed gratification so that in the future, you will be able to buy whatever you want, do whatever you want, go travel, whatever you want, celebrate Valentine's Day if you want, but have delayed gratification. Now, that's what I love to have. But at the same time, you don't need money to invest in real estate. And the expert that I am bringing on the show today is literally going to teach us how to invest in real estate with no money down. And honestly, it's really hard to do no money down deals. But he has actually figured out a way to do it, make it so much more easy. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I really want to learn from him. And so 
I'm talking to him about coming to the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference and teaching everybody at the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference how to do this as well. I even have another fantastic expert. His name is Adam Johnson. He's also going to be teaching at the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference how to do subject to or no money down real estate investing. So I want you to get your tickets to go to RubeCon or Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference. Hang out with me and all the other great investors. You can go to RubeCon.com, R-E-W-B-C-O-N. Dot com and get your ticket, but also use that promo code Dustin. Use the promo code Dustin and you will get $50 off of your ticket. It's actually going to be here next month. Mike, March 11th and 12th is when it's going to be. It's going to come here so fast. We're going to be learning so much about real estate investing. We're just a bunch of great expert investors trying to get together to help you out. So you want to get there. We have 27 expert investors from multifamily, like apartment complexes to land investing, subject to tax uh, experts. We have Airbnb, multifamily, like communal living, midterm, all these other ways to invest in real estate. And we're going to show you how to do that. So get your tickets right away. Now let's jump into today's show where I interview an expert showing us how to invest with no money down. Let's bring on Chris Prefontaine. Hey, Chris. Thanks for being on the show, man. Oh, it's a pleasure. Glad to be here. You've got plenty of businesses. Obviously, you invest in real estate. And I love real estate. Real estate's my favorite vehicle. I love how it just is passive income and you get so many benefits. Now, tell me, what do you do to provide for yourself and your family without working that dead-end J-O-B? Yeah, it's been a long time since the JOB. Maybe we can get into it later, but but to answer the question now, uh, we buy and sell real estate in New England. My son and I, my son-in-law and a great team are surrounding us. And I say New England, mainly Connecticut, Mass, Rhode Island. And we only buy Dustin on terms. And that is lease purchase, owner financing or subject to, because I just don't, we don't take loans out anymore. And I, we can get into that later after the crash, but that's what I do now. And then we turn around, we teach others how to do that all around the country right now. Uh, I've got hundreds of students that we literally do deals with. In other words, we're in the trenches, we're doing deals with them. We don't just sell them some idea. Man, that's awesome. And thinking of subject two, I mean, it seems like subject two is like a, a lost art now, especially with all the mortgages now, you can't literally sign, assign over mortgage, but we get, over that, get to that in just a second. So tell us about what you were doing before. And I know you have a, an interesting thing that happened to you that shook you up to where you got into investing in real estate, but what were you doing before? And then what got you into investing? Yeah, so I'll go, I'll go two tiers here. Uh, be as brief as I can. You can peel back a lot if you want to go back. So in 91, I grew up in a welding supply business, not, not real estate. But my dad kind of tinkered with real estate, did some, uh, he'd get raw land, he'd permit it, he'd flip it, he'd put up his own buildings in the welding business. He'd put up his own buildings and lease them back to himself. So I was exposed to that. I always thought that was cool. I didn't know how you could lease a building to yourself and, and didn't know about LLCs. I was young. So once I learned that, I had a niche. He sold his company in 91. It was summer of 91. In the fall of 91, not more than a month working for them, they let me go. So I literally got fired from my father's company a month in. You had four kids. I remember you telling me I had two kids at the time. They were, they were let's see, 91, they were one and two. So no income. I think they gave me my car for severance and maybe a month's pay, something like tiny. But I, similar to your story, I was ecstatic. I remember driving to my office the first day thinking, this is really cool. Like I get to do my thing. I, young and naive and we cranked it up. We're doing some building of homes and cool stuff. Now, if I fast forward, just to give you that two tier, I said, the, where, how I got today though is the crash, right? So I was in real estate, but then the crash happened and I was annihilated financially where, where some of my projects went down two thirds, two thirds. That's pretty big. 
And so I was forced to say, okay, well, how are we going to operate now? And that was don't ever, 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 ever take out a loan and sign personally again because I get hit hard by banks. And so that's how this was all born back in 2011, 12-ish. And we never turn back. That's all we do now. We control about 80 million plus in real estate. We don't use money. We don't take out bank loans. Man, that's fantastic. And thinking, not using bank loans, because a lot of people say, well, if you're going to invest in real estate, you can only get to so many, like four mortgages. I call the banks and they won't give me more than four. But then the criteria from the IRS is 10. You're like, how do you keep getting more properties? Well, I think there's many different ways and subject to, and it's just like how you're doing, it's just phenomenal. So we'll definitely get into that. Now, when you're thinking about getting into real estate, and you don't want to use your own money. What's the first step? Like, is it education? Is it literally just start knocking on doors? What's the first step that we need to do in order to start our real estate investing business? I would tell, uh, look, I'm biased to my niche, right, of terms, but I'm not so naive to think everybody should do that. So here's a simple formula for you. I don't care what niche in real estate. So before you go knock on doors and pick up the phone, first find a niche that you love. Like I just had you and my show recently and your niche, your your methods, your your path is cool. So find a niche, find a method, find something you like and you can get behind. Morally, ethically, and business-wise, it makes sense for you. That's number one. Number two, then find someone in that niche. Like if it's buy and hold, you're gonna call Dustin. You know, so find someone in that niche that you can get behind. And again, not just business, but you like what they do for family, moral, ethical, everything. Then the third thing is put the blinders on for 36 months and don't get the shiny object syndrome and go look at all these other 50,000 different ways to make money in real estate because you can. One-ish to start off. Then that person will tell you what's next to your question. Okay, here's what you want to do. You want you want to mail? We don't, but you want to mail or you want to pick up the phone, whatever you're going to do. They'll teach you. Don't try to reinvent the wheel. Does that make sense? It absolutely does. And so for everybody listening, you guys got to realize that he gave you some big, broad things that you need to do, but like it's very, very important. And in fact, I'm the type of person I now, I work to learn. Like if I'm going to go, I, I would actually pay Warren Buffett money to work for him. Instead of him paying me, I'd pay him money because the networking that I get around, the knowledge, the experience, all that sort of stuff, I would just learn so much. So I'd rather get knowledge. I'd rather help and get that return just by expertise. And so same thing exactly, exactly like you were saying, if you're getting around the right people who've done it before that can walk you through the process, what better option is that. So now, Chris, I love the idea of subject to. I personally have never done subject to, which means actually explain what subject to real estate is and then how do we do that? Sure. And let me uh, preface it with this, Dustin. Um, if you're new and you're listening and you're, you're one of Dustin's tribe, listen to this. In a tribe, you it's not, in my opinion, the first niche you should go go to. We buy three ways. This would be the third if you're brand new. Subject to simply means you're buying someone's home subject to the existing financing staying in place. You're not applying for the loan. You're not assuming the loan. None of that. You are making the payments on their behalf. The loan stays in their name. And, and out of all three ways we buy, because some ways we buy, people are very well off. They're debt-free. But this particular method usually lends itself to someone in one or two categories. They need debt relief. That's why they're, they're willing to say, hey, I'll just sell you my home. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach you the home and I don't care. The loan can stay in my name as long as you pay it. Second type person is they might've been in their home for two to five, two out of five years for the one-time exclusion, you know, for your personal residence, but they, they left for three years. Now the clock's ticking. If they don't get it sold, they're going to get capital gains. So we can do a sub two then too. So those are the two reasons why someone would do it. And those are very lucrative deals because there's no term on those. You own those for, you know, however long you want. So with those, a big concern comes to me, like 
the mortgage companies don't, they used to allow you to actually assign over the mortgage to you. Does the mortgage stay in the seller's name? And then how does the title work out? And how does it work out to where the bank doesn't just do a do on sell clause and take the property? Like, how do you protect yourself from losing the property? Biggest question. Okay, the first answer. So let me just do the, the, the normal disclosure. Definitely not an attorney. So you go with your local attorney in this. <laughs> Absolutely. But, but here's the deal. I've never, there's never been a, a do on sale exercise on us. Here's why. Banks don't want the property. They want you to pay the bill. Now, if you foolishly, so like some crooks have done, literally, like there's been stories on TV about this, they'll, they'll accumulate 30, 40 of these properties and take off, literally take off. There was a federal case on this. So unfortunately, it spoils the, 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 the playing field, Dustin, for people like you and I that do it right. So first, pay the bill. If you, if you take a property on, you pay the bill on time like you should. Secondly, we do some titling that does, we feel, safeguard uh, triggering due on sale. There was an act in 82-ish, 1982, called the Garmin St. Germain Act. It was set up so that properties could transfer title, not trigger the due on sale if it was for family estate planning reasons. So not every seller of mine is a family member, but what we do is we trigger. So let's say Dustin's the seller and he has a property on 123 Jump Street. We're going to title that in a trust. My, my The beneficiary is my LLC, but we're going to title that in his trust. And the trust is called one, two, three, Jump Street, Dustin Family Trust, or your last name, Family Trust. Now, does that mean it's fail safe? No, it's just another layer of protection. You pay your bill and that's the main layer of protection. Long answer, but good question. So we don't assign, we don't take over, we don't do any of that. We just make the payments for them. I love it. And it's it's not it, literally not long at all. I mean, the, when it, long answer wise, like that's a great way to look at it because when you're looking at the property, you have it in a trust, which is very, very secure at the same time. You're trying to set levels of protection. And the big thing is the bank does not want the property. They want the money. So if you don't give them a reason to take it back, they're going to say, thank you. Just keep paying paying the mortgage payment. Now, is there any negatives to, because I'm going to ask you, like, how do we find these people that are wanting to do this this, uh, subject to, but what negatives can we watch or should we watch out for? Like what kind of snacks could come in the way of like, we already have it under our name or it's in the trust. We already have that. What snacks can come up that we need to watch out for? Well, let's play devil's advocate. It's never happened to me, but let's play devil's advocate and say, for whatever reason, the bank decides they want to, they, they're doing a scan. I don't, I don't know if they'll even do it, but they police it and they, they want to call the loan for whatever reason, they, they're, they're selling or whatever. And hey guys, get my real estate investing course absolutely for free. Text the word rental, R-E-N-T-A-L to 33777. Rental to 33777. And I'll give you, literally give you my real estate investing course showing you how to find an area of the country to invest, how to build the business first, how to scale the business, buy the right properties, making $250 or more every single month in passive income. I'll literally just give it to you. You can get started investing right away. Text the word rental to 33777. There was an attorney of ours. We do. We have students all over the country that do these. There's an attorney in Pennsylvania who said, look, there's a local bank to one of my students. There's a local bank that's sort of watching out for this stuff. They're very small. They're very local why don't you take it in what we call a contract for deed where the deed sits in escrow? Perfect solution. You can do those all day long. Again, not fail safe, just another layer of protection. A contract for deed is similar to a closing only. It's a contract that says this deed sitting in escrow. You are acting like the owner. You are writing it off, but that deed does not go on record yet until the end of the deal is paid off. And so that's a little safer. However, let's say you had the trust, Dustin, that we just talked about. Could you maybe perhaps if a bank called the note, just simply change a beneficiary of the trust to you and the owner? Sure. Why not? Again, I'm not an attorney, but it's what I would do. 
I've never been, no one's ever called us on it, but that's what I would do. Um, but the contract with deed is a safe way to do it up front. If you don't want to have any of those thoughts or hassles or if it's going to keep you up at night. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Now, what do you do? Cause again, I'm going to talk to you about how do we find these people, but what do you do with these properties? Are they rental properties? Do you try to flip them? Do you hold on to them? What, what do you do with these properties? Uh, good question. No matter how we buy owner financing sub two or lease purchase, no matter how we buy, we exit all the same typically just to keep this simple. We will work with um, a lot of self-employed or COVID affected or uh, credit repair. People need credit enhancement. They basically, all three of those people I said, there's other examples, divorce, et cetera, but th those three people that I mentioned need time. That's all they need. They're good buyers. So we do a rent-to-home program that is very specifically qualifying them ahead of time. There are hordes of educators online, like publicly saying, ah, oh, I don't qualify, put the put them in the home. And if they don't qualify, it's okay, do another one. Well, that's that's bogus morally and ethically. So we put them through pretty stringent criteria. So we set them up to win. And then we know if we put them in the home, unless they have a life event, like earth shattering life event, a death, COVID, unless that happens, they're cashing this house out. So you're setting them up to win. And there's other advanced strategies, but the basic answer is that's the way we exit most. I think that's fantastic. I've done rent to own, which is fantastic. I mean, it really helps the people in that neighborhood or in the area that are living there. I invest all over the country. And so I'm not going to live there, but other people will. And so I'm like, hey, let's try to build up these communities, which is another huge benefit of doing that. Now, when you're doing that, you looks like, I mean, as we're trying to exit the property, do we sell for a certain dollar amount? And that's the dollar amount. And they make the payments to where, you know, it's you're like the banker. How do we justify, um, or not justify, how do we make sure that we're getting the right sales amount for the property with the buyer? Yeah, good question. Typically we'll go anywhere from market to slight premium because we are offering terms and we can get that. Um, and then when they make their monthly lease payments, that is not crediting the price. That is strictly a lease vehicle to get them to the end zone to be mortgage ready. And they have to sign an addendum and they have to participate in credit enhancement if that's what they need or seasoning activities if that's what they need, if they're self-employed. And, and Dustin, as a side note, COVID has driven up by about 200%, depending on what stat you pick. But if you Google this, 200% uh, higher than say 2019 with entrepreneurs going on their own. You know what that means? Every single one of those buyers that were gonna go buy a house, that have good credit, that have good cash, they need two years seasoning. And so they are phenomenal buyers. They have cash, they're ready to plunk it down on your house and that's your payday one. We create three paydays a deal, but that's your payday one. And they're awesome because they're gonna cash you out. You're gonna work with real buyers that just need time. So you get the lease payments, you make money there and that doesn't go on the purchase price. Then they buy the property from you after a couple of years, you know, after they build it up, hopefully within two years, they have the money to be able to buy and actually get a mortgage. And then you cash out when you sell the price. So for that price that you guys agreed upon when you first moved in, is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. So the three paydays, you kind of set it, uh, two of them. So the first payday is the down payment that goes right in your pocket. That's non-refundable payday two. And I'll give you what these numbers mean. Payday two is the difference between what you're paying the mortgage or the seller and then what you're collecting, right? Range is 300 to a thousand, similar to your rentals. And then the back end is the price markup. Yes, you said that, but also here's what's cool. It's all of the principal pay down through the term while you were controlling that underlying debt or paying the seller, maybe principal only payments. But that principal pay down is huge. You benefit as the investor. So at the very end, you're getting all of that. Those three paydays for us, Dustin, our personal family team, 75 grand per house on the, around the country, they range 45,000 to 250, our students. So we're, at, we're actually in the lower end just because our price range is low.
Well, that, I mean, that's fantastic. And so if you guys want to know more about how to do it, like the specific ins and outs, because I'm thinking contracts and all that sort of stuff that you need to make sure you get done right, definitely check out Chris and everything he's doing. Now, talk to me about how do we find these people? It was knocking on doors, yellow letters. How do we find these people to do the subject to or the lease option and stuff like that? Yeah, we've got the metrics dialed in. I'm not big on mailers because of the cost, right? And it's not that they don't work. It's just for a new person starting, it's hard to say open your pocketbook and spend two, three, four, ten thousand. I've heard on mailers. So we hire virtual assistants. You can do it yourself. When I came out of the crash and I was broke, I dialed myself until I had like my first deal. I saw the light and then I hired a virtual assistant. So the ideal answer is virtual assistant. Uh, I have some that have been with us since 2013. They do tens, uh, hundreds now of thousands of dials. So they will call expireds, they will call for rent by owner, and they will call for sale by owner without looking at niched lists yet. They'll call those three. They'll give us the people to us and they're kind of said, yeah, I'm open to terms, they raise their hand. Then we call that, those people. That's terrific. Now, how do you get these lists? What's the best way to get the list of these people? Uh, we have a service that just feeds those every day. If you on our website, there's a there's, we have a, all our services we do, we don't hide them, like they're there, but that one's called My Plus Leads and they will feed you those three categories or one if you just want one. But the reason three is nice, all three of those categories, this market right now, if you're a FISBO, you have a great chance of selling, right? That's coming to an end soon, it's gonna get harder, but they're selling now. So now I fish a little bit more in the, in the for rent by owner or the expired pond, right? And then the market slows down a little bit, you might fish a little bit more in the FISBO pond. So it just depends on how the market's going. I designed this, we designed this now to literally react in any market. That's why out of the crash, we said, this can't happen again. And this thing's about as recession-resistant model as you can possibly get. Now, I love it, especially when you have people that are living in a home they're going to own. Like renters, they move whenever they want. But if somebody's buying to own, that's Different even mentality. much more. Yes, 100%. They have kids in school there. They have a basically a business or a job that they're going to right there, hopefully. And so right. it's a great way to actually continue to do this. Now, is there anything else that I might have missed? Like any question I might have missed that missed that we need to know about these subject twos? Because it seems really interesting. Somebody could start with very little money, but at the same time, how do we make sure that we do it right? And anything I might have missed? Actually, I missed when you said, what are, the, what are the snags? So my bad, you just reminded me. On a sub two, keeping in mind that that category of seller usually is in debt, you know, they're really stressed. You got to pay the transfer tax usually. If your state has transfer tax, most do. So there's a little cost. That's one of the many reasons I said, don't do it as your first deal. A lease purchase, on the other hand, no deed transfers in all our agreements are built with $10 deposit. So there's nothing you, that we missed on, on the sub twos. It's just, I wouldn't make it your first deal, really. I, I'd make sure you, and if you say, hey, I got a little powder on the sidelines. I, I have a few thousand bucks. I could do those. Fine. Go make sure you do what I said, whether it's me or someone else. Find someone that knows how to do them. Uh, there's a lot of information now, Dustin, as you know, on the internet. We have like 100 in, might be up to 150 now, 150 deals, 150 that we've whiteboarded and shown you the good, the bad, and the ugly. We don't just give you the good stuff and that's on YouTube. Like just go look at, it's free. Just go camp out or someone else's, but but go research for free. So how many calls would one need to make in order to get one of these sub twos? Like, is there gonna be like a hundred calls? I mean, give or take, but I mean, in average, how many calls would we have to make? I can give you the metrics uh, that, that we've, cause it's been years. Um, for every 11, okay, let me quantify what 11 means. So when that virtual assistant hands you a property sheet and says, hey, this seller said maybe or yes. For 11 of those, you'll get an appointment. For 17, you'll get a contract. And for 25, you'll have a three payday deal. Now it doesn't mean, here's what I tell the students, caution. It doesn't mean the first 25 deals I get you, you're gonna have a sold. You gotta fill the funnel a little bit. 
But in general, those are the metrics over the course of like six months. Man. And so I'm, I'm assuming that all your coaching that you do is literally gives everybody the step-by-step process to implement this into their own lives and create a business of their own. Is that correct? Yeah, we do. They can do it on their own, but they want to, if they're aggressive, you know, they don't want to like leave any money on the table because these are lucrative. You can afford to leave some money on the table if you don't know what you're doing, but why not get it straight? So there's a, get it right rather. So there's a, there's different programs we have where we literally lock arms with people. Unlike a lot of marketers. Um, that's why I love what you do too. Like it's just in the trenches. Here's what I do. We go in the trenches. We interact with our students. We do the deals with them versus a great marketer. There's many of them out there that sell you, sell me and you something They could kill us if you do a deal. I want them to do deals and we show them how to do it. Same exact thing for me. Like I literally run the numbers with them. I literally analyze. I even negotiate. Just two seconds before we jumped on this call, I helped my student negotiate $3,000 off of the offer price. That's $3,000 in his pocket, you know, just, and so I love doing it. It's just so much fun as you're coaching because you're like, man, look at the success that we're bringing to other people and benefiting other people. Okay. So let's jump into the idea of a fortune, not fortune, uh, Inc., Magazine, Inc. 5000 company. Now, is that your uh, sub two business or is that the smart real estate coach business? Good questions. Uh, smart real estate coach. Yeah, they go by, I, I tell you what, going through that, it's not like you join, you're joining a club. <laughs> they do audits. They got my CFO involved. They got a CPA involved. It was pretty grueling. And you got to have the growth percentage. Then you have to have everything else lined up, right? And so we applied in like six or eight months later after all the due diligence. It's like, you, it's like you're opening your doors to them, literally showing them everything. Um, they, they, they got us on the list. We ended up somewhere like right in the middle of the 5,000. I think our number was two, four, six, six. So like right in the middle. So is it worth it to be on? I mean, it's a good thing. Like I, I love it. It's a, wow, Inc. 5,000. That's a pretty awesome, like that's an accomplishment, but is it worth it to get that opening all your books and all that sort of stuff? It probably is. I just got to ask you since you are on it. Well, no, no, this is good because here, here's why I think it's worth it. Um, it's sort of like you can use the word authority or credibility, whatever you want, but here's the fact there is nobody in our space that I see, unless there's a big name that's kind of like, I don't know what they do type thing, but there's nobody in our space, at least the people I know in the terms world that are in the Inc. 5000. So, what does it mean to the listener? Simple, you want to make sure when I said go find the niche, go find the person, go follow them. Well, how about follow someone that, that absolutely dots the I's and crosses the T's, right? So that it's sort of, we did it for that. I don't have an ego around it. I did it so that people understood that we're the real deal and we know how to grow it. And we know how to get deals done or we wouldn't have made it. Yeah. Like you said, they verified to make sure, Hey, they're not going to put just any junkie company on there on the list. They're going to verify it. Like you said. So that is fantastic. Now, as we're thinking about any subject too, I want to jump into going at the, like the rapid fire round where we're going to ask you a few questions. Now the rapid fire round is the questions are short, but your answers don't have to be. So the first question is, you've given us lots of great insights. Is there anything else we might've left out that we need to know? Everything you and I talk about is deals and, and you and I, it's what we do deals. So we tend, our brains go that way. But I want the listener to know that it's not about the deal because Dustin and I can sit with you. We can show you how to do a deal. Like literally this weekend, what the challenge becomes is you go to do the deal in the real world. And if you didn't say, say you don't have us, you're doing this on your own. There are so many mental facets of this game in every real estate niche. That's the challenge. Going from your job, which Justin teach Justin teaches how to do, to the uh, uh, entrepreneur, that's a big deal mentally. That's more important than learning whatever niche that you can learn, whether it's Dustin's or mine. Doesn't matter. The mental game is more than you think. Promise you that. I 100% agree with that. And here's the thing, and you you would know this exactly, Chris. I can teach literally anybody how to invest in real estate. I could I literally do that, but I can't get them over that hurdle in their brain, that mindset shift to where that they realize 
that they can do this. And that's why like you and I have these podcasts. That's why we just are constantly giving this stuff away because it takes that much for them to realize that they can do it. So I know with all the coaching that you've done, you see that as well. Okay. So next question, if you were to go back and give your younger self any bit of advice, business, life, what would it be? Uh, Two things. Uh, In this, the first part could sound fluffy to people. The fact is on this mental piece, uh, one, the first piece is uh, think bigger. And here's why I say that uh, when I went through the crash, there was obviously mindset issues. There was labels. There was all kinds of affiliate things hitting. So I didn't think as big. So it took four years to dig out. In hindsight, if I just simply plan that, and, and then the second piece is get the people around me that can help me do that. The only time that I didn't have a mentor, this will, this will be probably surprising to you. The only time since I was in college, I didn't have a mentor was the 2008 crash. Why? Because I got cocky. I, I got it. The, the market was running. I was running. You were in that. And so I said, okay, I don't need anyone. I didn't realize this till like two years ago. I said, oh, that sucks. I, I didn't have anyone. And that's why it's so no one to lean on to say, no, because here's how you pivot. There were people a lot worse than me, but I didn't know it then because I didn't have anyone to lean on. So uh, definitely, definitely, definitely the mentor and then that mental piece. I love that. Now, what's interesting, because you mentioned something about having other people around you. I found investing actually anything in life, business especially, gets so much better when you have other people around you, not just working for you. Those are great. Like employees are great, but you have peers. People are doing the same thing. The ones that are not naysayers, like your aunt who says, oh, you can't do this. I know somebody that did it. Don't listen to them. You want to get around people that have actually done it, especially mentors. But then at the same time, even just peers, getting a mastermind, work with other people, it just helps you so much. And so, Chris, I I did share with you this on your show, but I am actually creating a conference. It's called the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference. It's going to be here in March, like in like two months from now. And it's all about helping people. And so it's everything from uh, no flipping, no wholesaling, because that's not investing, in my opinion. What we're trying to do is create long-term wealth, just like you're doing. And so it's basically bringing us all investors that have uh, an audience, bringing us all together and building a community, helping everybody out. And so that's something that we could definitely, you and I could talk about too. But uh, okay, next question. Oh, sorry. Did you want to say something? No, no. I said, love it. I'm I'm, I'm game. Awesome. So with that real estate wealth builders, it's called RubeCon, but it's going to be a place where we're bringing all of our communities. And we're going to say, hey, let's all get together. Let's make investing better. Okay. So next question, what is your favorite book or one that we would recommend that's either a business or life, a nonfiction book? Look, every time you ask me about a book, it's going to be each week, maybe, but certainly every month will be different because my mind's going, here's what I need next, right? Mentally or whatever. A uh, good one for the listeners, though, on a broad base would be Behind the Arches, I think it's called. It's the McDonald's story, one of the many, but it's the one the movie was made um, in conjunction with. Why? Because it has real estate, it has business building, it has the mental, it has the struggle, it has everything in it. Um, the other one I like recently is uh, Michael Dell's new book. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Where he journeys his whole, everything he's done. I'm going to have to check both of those out. Yeah, I, I remember. So Ray Kroc the founder of McDonald's, basically he's the one that blew it up to where it is. Um, he was at a, some college, I can't remember which one it is, at a business uh, seminar. He said, everybody, what business do you think I'm in? And kids were raising their hands saying, oh, hamburger business, restaurant business, blah, blah, blah. He goes, no, none of that. I'm in the real estate business. It just so happens I just put a restaurant there and let people have, have the business, but that's what I own. And so <laughs> McDonald's owns so much stinking real estate all over the world. It's amazing. Okay. Last question. What is your favorite 
It could be a tool or an app or a piece of paper and a pencil. Like what is one tool in your life that you use that we should look into using? Okay, this will probably surprise you too, but because I'm on the mental uh, piece, uh, the there's, there's a million probably uh, apps for meditation. I use one called Waking Up and I don't start the day without it. And you can program as little as 10 minutes. So don't think this is like, I got to go meditate in a corner with it and say ums for an hour and a half. I'm talking 10 minutes. And it starts my day. So uh, that comes to mind today. Just you asked me 10 minutes might be different, but that's what comes to mind right now. Well, if it makes your day better, then absolutely. Man, Chris, so people are going to want to reach out to you. I think subject to is a fantastic way, not just for you, but you help people as well get out of binds. So how can people reach out to you? How can they obviously check out my episode on your show as well, but how can they find you and how can they listen to you? Yeah, your episode's going to air around February 2nd. If you're hearing this after it, great, go see it. If you're hearing it before it, take a peek uh, when it comes up. Sec uh, I'll give you two things. Some people like to talk live and some people would rather say, hey, I kind of want to camp out and do my thing first. So if you like to talk live, uh, we'll give you a free strategy call. Just go to smartrealestatecoach.com forward slash action. You will actually speak with myself, my son-in-law, or our strategy expert who two and a half years ago had Zippo for real estate experience, and he's created quite a life. If you would rather just kind of go do your thing and camp out, I get that for privacy reasons, or you want to do your due diligence, we have a free class. Just go to smartrealestatecoach.com forward slash master's class. You get me. So if you can deal with me for another 55 minutes, you get me going through the whole exact way we buy and sell that Dustin and I just talked about. That's fantastic. And obviously check out his podcast. It's great podcast. And so, man, Chris, giving us so much great insights. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you having me. Be safe. Today's episode has been brought to you by the Real Estate Wealth Builders membership. That's the membership that I founded teaching people how to quit their J-O-B by investing in real estate rental properties. Now, Real Estate Wealth Builders is your place to learn how to invest in real estate with five different masterclass courses group coaching with me and a private student community where we all work together, all the tools and the discounts, all the resources and everything that you need to quit your J-O-B by investing in real estate. Now, I do want to show you how to do this completely for free. If you want to learn about investing in real estate for free, I want to get you my free real estate investing course. Text the word rental to 33777. That's R-E-N-T-A-L to 33777 so you can see how you can quit your job that J-O-B by investing in real estate. I'll show you how to find properties, how to use other people's money to buy properties, and how to scale the business to be successfully unemployed just like I did. Now, did you also know that there are video versions of each and every single episode on the Successfully Unemployed show? Well, I did record every single one of these for you. I recorded them for you so you will be able to learn from the experts themselves, see what they're doing, see everything that they are talking about on this show visually and all their examples, all their slides, all their pictures that they even draw. Everything is on there. Go to successfullyunemployed.co forward slash YouTube. Or if you just go to YouTube and type in successfully unemployed, more than likely you're going to find me. So successfullyunemployed.co forward slash YouTube. And I would truly appreciate it if you subscribe to Successfully Unemployed on YouTube and wherever you're listening to this podcast, subscribe to this show so that you can always get every bit of new information on how to quit your J-O-B. Also, if you got anything out of the show, share it with just one person. Share it with just one person so that they can see 
the light that it is so much better to not work a job, be successful, unemployed, and be your own boss. All right, guys, this is it for today's show. I will see you next week. See ya.